0: Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here, welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. Today we're having their swinging fryer, swinging fryer air in hopes of baseball returning sometime. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, You may have noticed I'm a little clean shaven here. Uh, Once every five years or so I shave. (laughs) This was literally my wife's Mother's Day present, you know, kind of isolating here, not going out, couldn't go out and buy gifts, couldn't buy flowers. So this was her gift. And uh, I quickly discovered uh, that hair was hiding a whole lot of a second chin. So uh, I think I'll be growing it back really quick. So anyway, cheers to y'all. Thanks for joining us. I'm really excited to have a couple of uh, very, very good friends on here with us today, sharing some memories from this location right behind me, which was uh, the Petawawa River up in Algonquin Park. Um, We had done a shoot many, many years ago, uh, I think like the second year uh, where we had gone and run the Petawawa River and had one of the most cool times in most beautiful locations. And we always wanted to do it again, so... Put my good buddy, Will, on the job. Hi.
1: Hi, actually, I should be on the kayak fishing show this week. Jim hey. and the boys
0: are heading to Algonquin Bar, Canada. One more time. Because, I mean, Will was actually – he and I both loved that trip so much. Yeah, it was friggin' incredible. The first time we did it. <laughs> the first time we did it. I mean, it was absolutely be- beautiful. I mean, you can see, like, behind me here, the leaves changing colors. Yeah. I remember that first trip, The uh, everything was so green when we first got there. And by the end of the six days on the river, it was yellow and orange. And I mean, just yeah. absolutely. We, we were deal.
1: traveling south. And at the same time, the leaves were changing. So, um, and, and when you start in that part of the park, you're in, it's a lot more, um, you know, pine forest type of thing. So as you travel into it, it really um, just becomes a maple forest and it changes throughout. It's such a, cool location. And the first time we did it, we had Ken Whiting with us um, who guided the trip and is an expert whitewater kayaker and helped us get through some of the um, dams and and, um, and rapids. But yeah, but we, didn't, we didn't have to
0: do a whole lot of portaging. No. It was low water level. It was kind of a bump and grind. Little, down little
1: did we know it was like a 10-year low and the like the ultimate best conditions because we were like, we got this. We could go back there.
0: It'll be easy. Yeah. Fishing kayaks? Who cares? It's fine. So we brought along our other expert kayaker. Turns out, yeah, maybe not so much because, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, James, my good friend, James Macbeth. although he uh, he's kind of unrecognizable at the moment. Uh, he's in super quarantine. Uh, had his office, looks like, hermetically sealed and a, a mask. And I don't know. What is that? This Under is a- uh, my
2: celebratory musky hat. Um, so it's got the teeth and the, the eyes. People say it looks like a, an alligator, but it's my musky I hat. I like a
0: velociraptor.
2: Yeah. Why do I have such small hands? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's really me. <laughs> so, yeah, James, I mean, like I said, we, uh, we were all super excited about this multi-day trip. On the uh, the Petawawa River, starting out at one of, you know, a place that we've always done really well at, uh, Lake Traverse. I mean, the
1: lake that shall sure. not be named so that people don't know where our best, <laughs> yeah, except it's named Let's like put, 50 put times the map in here up so, so everybody can
2: find yeah. it. Really and easy.
1: if you go to these three spots, that's where Will and James <laughs> catch all their
3: fish,
2: yeah. But it costs you five bucks to get in, so nobody goes. And, yeah, well, five it,
1: bucks, and in, it's yeah. a four hour drive up a dirt road, <laughs> of course. It,
0: it, that's five dollars Canadian, so that's mm-hmm. like, yes, right US. yeah, US. Yeah. There we go.
1: It does cost you eighty five dollars in fuel Canadian though. So,
2: sure. <laughs> so did you? I, I you were you were talking about your your shaving. Did you lose another bet? No, no, no what bet happened?
0: lost. Like I said, this was rule this, number forty five. Uh,
2: now needs to be added to the forty four other rules you have in life. Don't yeah. bet people on fishing. Just no, no the, was, the facial hairs and hairs. When,
1: when hair is on the line. <laughs> when hair is on the line. <laughs>
0: I've lost a lot of bets don't worry about it. <laughs> I haven't so we, we've got a, b- a bunch of people here just basically said hello Harry froglid surge actually surge paradise from Ottawa Liam Harry Franco from Bakersfield California uh, Mia Ian from Tampa Richard Martin um mm-hmm. Oh, Sergeant is saying hello. Well, Will and hello, James.
2: Not you, oh, though. Hello, uh, well, hi, so, Serge. So I think I'm I could be wrong, but I think Serge is as part of a new musky kayak fishing club that group we have got going. Uh, him and Scott Barton have going on Facebook, and uh, uh, our pike season it opened last Saturday. And you can be darn tooting that I'm going to be heading up to. Uh, favorite spots spot number three and number four and lake traverse to uh grab some
1: yeah 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 we we have learned a lesson though james and i not to go to lake traverse on musky Mm -hmm. opener
2: yeah but your last suggestion was like a week ago says let's go to (laughs) the problem
0: is you immediately forget and you go oh if musky opener let's go to lake traverse is that where you guys went and just got eaten alive by blackfly it was
1: so James comes like we're setting up our camp and the wind dies down and James comes walking down the hill from our from, from where he's setting up his tent and goes, have you noticed some black flies? And I'm like, yeah, they're really bad. And he turns around and his back is just dripping with blood from black fly bites. That's how it
0: began. I can't I can't imagine I've never every time I've come to Canada it has been like in September Mm-hmm. And, you know, other than uh, a couple of places where we went, we had mosquitoes really bad. But I've never had to deal with the really bad bugs and I've never had to deal with the black flies.
2: Yeah. Mosquito- mosquitoes you can deal with because it's kind of like a witching hour usually.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you just get ready for the witching hour. But black flies, eh, that day, we were, we were literally in the water with our mouths, only the tops of our mouths <laughs> Sicking over the surface just yeah. so we can get away from the fly. That's a <laughs> cartoon.
1: Oh, it was brutal. We, we paddled yeah. home with our buffs up to here, sunglasses on, like everything. But any exposed area you had. So right here underneath my – between my sunglasses and my buff had just been, like, gnawed raw. And mm-hmm. little did I know my shirt had pulled up a little, like an inch up my back while I was paddling. And there was a band of bloody gnarled flesh. Like it it, it was the most insane – bugs I've ever had. And I, we've dealt with some pretty bad bugs, you mm-hmm. and I, Jim. This this was a coming to Jesus moment. Yeah, it's always
0: been, for me, it's always been mosquitoes. Mm. Um, like I said, I had that one time where we went up in uh, Northwest ter- Territories, and everything was covered other than the palm of my hands, and I had like 20 mosquito bites on the palm of my hand, yeah. which was just bizarre. Mm-hmm. But anyway, bizarre. we are here to watch the episode of our next trip, or what we call Will's really bad day. <laughs> it is so sad because because somebody
1: uh, who was it that was with us, Roberto, Roberto Brielle, filmed me having my very bad day, and mm. we never got the footage from him.
0: Right, I, yeah, my
1: dislocate. Like, a, you're about to see all the bad things in the world happen to one person, but the one thing we don't have is the actual. Like moment uh, after moment,
0: I, I, I want to make incidents that we that we will talk about here as we as we get going. But there was two pretty good incidents that you had to deal with. One of which was I was walking down a trail and I just hear, Fa! and I won't complete the word, <laughs> 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 and I go I running, the and I go running, and there's Will climbing out of the river. Not, so, so, to give a little bit of
1: like perspective on this, in nine years of filming the show, I think we had been we were on about our ninth year at that point, including the the, the films. Nine or ten years of filming the show, we had never lost a camera. We had crashed one drone. Every other show that Haliconia had done, the camera people, every single one of them, including Ken, had lost a camera. Pretty much a camera every two years, and we had never lost a camera. And that was our first. We had our big television production camera went over the edge into into the river.
2: I was so happy to be there to witness it too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one thing to be actually the victim of bad, really two really bad things. It's it's even better, better to, really to witness it,
1: <laughs> to watch and point and laugh. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, the, the Yelp. what's well doing
2: now? Ooh, that looks painful. The Yelp. Ooh, wow. <laughs>
0: I was, I was probably, I think I was geared gear down the river yeah and the yell was so loud. I mean, and I go running and it was over some pretty rough ter- uh, terrain, but you were probably 200 yards away from me.
1: Well, I, and, I, I, I had gone to film James coming down <laughs> the kayaks because he was, he was running the kayaks through the whitewater because the the skill level was well above what you and I could handle. And I was filming him doing that. And I literally turned my eyes for a second. And as I turned back, I could see like the whole tripod camera going. And I managed to grab the strap from the camera. But the pressure of the, you know, this as it hit pressure type of thing, it snapped it out of my hand. And that's when the food.
2: Which
1: I then dove in after it because the one thing was, is the, the worst part was we'd been filming for two days by that point. Right. And all of, like, we had already caught fish. So I was, all of our footage was on that camera, too. It was all in, in on its own. And luckily, it was cards and not, I mean, we had moved yeah. past tape at that point. So we recovered the camera, got the cards out of it, and then sat there and looked at it as it water draped. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now that we've right. given the flood away. So the rest of the episode was shot with a uh, DSLR. Yeah,
1: yeah, we shot the rest of the episode with a Canon 5D, like and the one I still take with me on trips. A oh,
0: Canon 5D. Are we about to geek out again?
1: Hey, Canon, if you're looking for someone to sponsor. <laughs> so
2: anyway, let's get this episode rolling. Three. Do we count the numbers? Two, one. Oh, boop
0: week's adventure in canada's algonquin park if you watched last week you know we had a little bit of trouble we had big plans to run the petawawa river unfortunately they had very high water levels and the rapids were just quite honestly above our skill level uh particularly with these big fishing boats so we kind of made a change of plans we've got beautiful lake traverse up here we're going to go chasing after some of the muskie we saw quite a few big muskie in this lake uh the first day we fished it on the way down So now instead of going down river, we're just going to spend a couple of days pounding this lake and see if we can pull some big fish that live out of here. I mean, I came up to my lure the other day that was this big. I mean, big fish here.
2: How big was it, Jim? I was was like, I I just watched myself throw a Rapala against my leg. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the show where you say, and I quote... James doesn't know how to fish. He doesn't have the right gear. He doesn't have the right skills, but he catches fish. Is that the one? We say that
1: in every episode that you're in, James. Oh,
2: okay. (laughs) (laughs) Omar's watching. Have you been,
1: been, like, holding on to that for years? You're like, one of these days, I'm going to bring that up to those
2: jerks. (laughs) That doesn't really bother me. It's my sponsors, really. (laughs)
0: Hey, Brixie Hey Omar, how are you Omar <laughs> That was fishing with Omar Right there, yeah
2: uh, oh, almost, right there. A, It's almost like you timed it <laughs> So black flies should be a little less this year We have no groundwater right
1: and the cold snap is uh should oh. have kept Jackson most of the instead we've and got ticks listen to the voice One family many waters
2: Cigar. always. will's narrator voice carbon braid and monofilament fishing line or Come this
1: week on oh. jim oh. seven's kayak oh. Fishing, oh. fishing show Live oh. hidey hole all pro rods i always so wanted to narrate one with show rods. with the and kermit voice the whole way through <laughs> everything you need to get this week on the K- K- kayak fishing show with this jim sammons yay K- fishing. K- in the second leg of our adventure on I the river in algonquin soda. park canada joining jim on the adventure are james Macbeth and Answer. roberto brionne the plan was to run the river in search of the muskie that wait for easy prey between the rapids. However, uh, after 2 days, uh, were forced to the the fog oh, we had, on those mornings
2: uh, was grand incredible. The
1: plan for our uh, trip here to
0: Algonquin Park, we're going to run the Petawawa River. Now, listen to you this. Have double, off
2: your, you have a double like, chin the too with a uh, beard and, uh,
0: too, actually. <laughs> to our first the beard wasn't doing anything. <laughs> it was a little bit bigger than we wanted to deal with. <laughs> to go into the woods
2: and cry by myself for hours james Macbeth is a former
1: whitewater guide paddling instructor and head of marketing for jackson How are we? roberto brion is a local pro kayak fisherman and expert bass angler however he has a handicap on this adventure because he has little
0: <laughs> he has a lot of handicaps
1: experience.
3: <laughs> okay. it has been an adventure. with capital a
0: we're going to start with that hat uh, we started
3: off by <laughs> looking at the first set of rapids right after lake traverse and uh they were kind of intimidating to be quite honest with you uh being the first time that i was gonna try to run rapids, uh it didn't look very easy to me so we decided to uh,
0: uh, portage through it and uh, James would run the kayaks down
3: everybody had that look in their eye so you guys want to do it you mm-hmm. did well uh, apparently the boats handle very well uh, but they were uh, tougher rapids than what the actual book that we have says they are Then so I went around the corner and The horizon line looked like it
2: had a little bit too much mist going on, for the apparently smaller of the second of the two rapids. So I pulled over. Oh yeah. This was completely faked, by the way, everybody. I don't want to give it away, but we didn't really actually have that conversation.
0: Will made us do it. We had Um, that conversation. It's just it was.
2: It was in person without
1: well, a radio. It was, it, was <laughs> it,
0: was, it was
2: more like, so do you guys want to run it? I really don't at all. Uh, did, did we get footage at all? I didn't see the episode. But did we get footage of the, the, the guys who swam through the rapids? Did we no, because
1: when we went to go look at it, that was right after the camera had gone in. The oh, water. right,
2: right. Yeah. We had to tell that part of the story. And I was
1: still trying to, in my addled brain at that <clears> point, <throat> trying to figure out how I was going to shoot an episode and we were still like, maybe we should just turn around and go home. Yeah. There was
0: no like, well, you remember the, we, we James ran that first, um, that first rapid. And I mean, what a mission portaging everything down. Yeah. Right. Uh, Just, just the gear and James, no, that was the next mission. That was the, that was the kick my butt mission. Um, But we got to the bottom of this one. That's where we were saying how big. there was just all that mist. Mm -hmm. So we all ran down river to the top of that next rapid. And that's where we saw the guys in the canoe.
1: Oh, and they were total bro guys. Like total bro, like no life jackets standing in their canoes.
2: Garbage bags for the gear. Yeah. We're like
1: like Uh, warning them. We're like, dude, it's pretty gnarly. You might want to portage. They're like... They're, the guys we told james yells that out and the dude stands up to look at it as he's about like four feet away
2: yeah well, the, this, first, the first thing they said the first thing they said to us and i quote was are these bigger than the other ones <laughs> i was like Ooh.
0: and then we watched
1: them sink their canoe and all of their like four days worth of beer go floating down the river
0: yeah i mean it was just like that section right there that's where we're all like no that's when we're like if we do that we
1: can that in the conversation really went at the end of it was we can do this Mm -hmm. but we may not be done for like two weeks because we're gonna have to portage every frigging (laughs) wrap, right because these were supposed to be the two easy ones at the top these were supposed to be like our icebreaker Mm -hmm. and they ended up
0: being like ridiculous because again the first one we did we portaged one rapid, yeah, and, and it that's just—it was, was kind of steep and very really rough. narrow, super and, narrow. Yeah, so um that was so the only one that was really bad. And actually, I think Ken did the same thing. Ken ran them, ran the kayaks down, and we portaged the because we had a support raft.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. So we and had I the gear it, in the raft. Yeah. this time we had to we portaged <laughs> downstream well actually technically we technically portaged it twice because we went <laughs> downstream with no gear in the kayaks so yeah. i ran with the kayaks and we carried gear down manually and then we realized we weren't going to do the trip so we had to go back up that first rapid and we pulled the kayak we, pulled we the kayaks we... with one i think we had one uh wheel wheel system so yeah. we did one kayak at a time laden down with all the
0: gear yeah and we, then we uh, I think Traged it shows them. on here it, that we, we kind of dragged them up river a little bit, then had to go back up to the trail. But that's when Will had his next bad experience. But I, I'm not sure if that's on here either. But let's let's run a little bit more of this and uh, yeah. see where we'll we get. We'll make sound we're effects not, when it right later right when it happens. So we decided that we've seen a lot of big fish up on Lake Traverse. You know, we're all about the adventure. We love the adventure, but I also want to go home. So um, we decided that uh, we would is. reverse portage. Oh yeah! <laughs> and bring our kayaks <laughs> back up. It, I mean, it was a heck of a mission getting the four kayaks back up here and all of our gear. But uh, decided to play it safe, and we're gonna fish the lake for the next couple of days. But uh, we just made Roberto always, bring it. Always fun. Always part of the adventure. <laughs> After a long day of lugging
1: boats up the river, the guys finally managed to launch and get back to fishing. When we come back. You put the hardships behind and start fishing in earnest.
0: So what yeah, people so don't quiet, know... is earnest. Yeah. In, in earnest? earnest. We're, we're fishing we're in we're earnest. earnest. We're exactly like, in earnest. What? <laughs> yeah. That
1: was than that than spot. That. That's that spot where all the muskie are caught.
0: <laughs> so yes, it was right about that point. Well, I should bring us back up on screen, I guess. It was right about that point where you saw us pulling the kayaks up river, mm-hmm. where again we'll so. And I think Will did it on purpose so because he was mm. useless on the portage back. Terrible. Perfect timing. It was perfect timing. Just randomly slipped on a rock and jammed your hand into another rock, dislocated your yeah. finger.
1: I, I it pulled was my hand out. Did it. No, I it was I, I slipped and my finger mm-hmm. went into a rock and I clipped over. And as I came out, I didn't feel anything. Like I felt a bit of a click, and I pulled my hand out. I'm like, oh, Roberto, I think I dislocated my finger. Like, this one was like, <laughs>
2: and Roberto's like, dude, don't. And I went, and, <laughs> and that's what we discovered. He's not really a doctor. So, <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: Roberto's Roberto's a doctor, or he was a doctor. He's he's, yeah. but he changed countries. So, but the funny part was, is Roberto. As I'm clicking it back in, Roberto goes, do. And it's too late. I've already clicked the my mm-hmm. finger back in. I've dislocated. I, I'm pretty, like, I have really easily, I'm easy to dislocate. You've got dainty finger syndrome. Yeah. So, oh, I just have, like, it's called hyperflexion. <clears throat> anyway, so I've dislocated ankles, shoulders, all that type of stuff, and I just pop them back into place. But like, but Mel- I didn't think about was usually it's like three or four days of inflammation afterwards. And I'm fine. I'm like, no, no, Roberto, it's fine. Roberto's like, you won't be in 10 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so he gets these two sticks and some duct tape and we wrap it up. Sure enough, like 10 minutes later, it's like, did that make it on camera? The duct tape and the, the, the uh, all that footage what? was on a different camera and I never got, I never got a hold of the footage. So I was like, Oh, I can't, we can't just talk about it. Like, can't just be like, and the camera guy has a dislocated
2: finger, but you can't see it. We so. saw Roberto early. Maybe he can like text us some photos of your duct tape. <laughs> I
1: think I got, I think he sent it to me like a year later. Like we All were right. like, I was like, dude, what happened to the footies He's like, oh yeah. And he sent it to me. Uh-huh. But, um, but it was one of those, like, it was a shame because it would have been funny. But um, in retrospect, it wasn't hilarious at the
0: time. I yes. thought it was funny. Uh, Will, Will sank a camera and dislocated his finger. All within an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, just to be
2: just so, so anybody who hasn't been around that kind of moving water or that kind of white water before, I was on the other side of the shore when you dislocated your finger. I think I was with Roberto as well. Or was he, was he there with you? On that no, he side? was
1: pulling on our side. He was
2: on yeah, our side. I bed. think I was for some reason on the other side because that's yeah, where you were trying the to, finger.
1: you were trying to, you were trying to ferry up. And I was
2: paddling the one up, right? Right. Yeah. So, but on the other side of the river, it's really hard for he, to hear anybody the on the opposite side, and I could hear you clear as day, and, and your, oh. your moment. So, there, what 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 everybody the, the 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 best part of the story I think anyway was what I call the Hulk moment when Will Will just lost his poop. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, lost his, he was he leaned up against he was up against the rock. He was facing me across the river, and he all I could see is his face going. Oh, there were children in Petawawa. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> they were like it was. It was like, eh, eh. in the immortal words of that uh, one of the animals in Nemo, "He's going savage." No, that's uh, Madagascar. He's going savage
0: you you up man. yeah I totally yeah roberto said actually i took the footage
1: you had the footage, but it was on his camera or something like I, that
0: i don't remember what it was yeah but you i know wanted,
1: I, it was on a camera i got it yeah it was but... it was not on the cameras that i had that was cuz i could never find it when we were editing this and of course people who don't know this when when we're shooting the fishing shows the editing like we pretty much end up having to edit non-stop pretty much up to the day that they go on the air <laughs> So, off, and this one was late in the season that we shot it. It was the very last, like, one of the last couple of episodes we shot for that season. So, I never had, like, it's it's kind of an all or nothing at that point. If I don't have the footage, I don't have the footage. But it's out there somewhere. It's out there.
0: It is out there somewhere. The hulk
1: out footage is...
2: <laughs> I really wish we had the hulked out footage.
0: It just looked like this... <clears throat> Well, I think from there on, from here on, we get back to the what was really cool. We salvaged a really good trip. It wasn't the adventure down the river we wanted, but that that lake that we fished that nobody knows the name of. The nobody. secret lake, secret, That's super secret. Favorite. The secret it's, lake
1: up there. It's not weekly published by Kayak Angler on their Facebook page due to an article written by James. <laughs> One article I wrote, part by Jackson Kayak. One family.
2: You can talk over that. Learn more at At JacksonKayak.com. JacksonKayak.com. Marketing for Jackson is brilliant. Okay. 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 Incredible. So this is Night. Yeah, this is the night. <laughs> is the I filmed this because I wasn't sleeping. Uh, so it's funny. This part of the show, we started from where we got out of the portage. We camped right where we got out after yeah. the portage, right? So, yeah. so we set up camp at the right at the river mouth the where the river goes back down into the petawawa. So the petawawa comes into the lake, and then it leaves the lake again. So you have the upper pet and the lower pet. And we camped right at the lower pet, the mouth of the lower pet, or the confluence. And so we spent the day cruising the shoreline, trying to find spots where musky are hanging. Um, And we are casting to the shore, but I think the muddy spots were when we started getting to those big, huge bays of weeds. Yeah.
1: Well, what's interesting about this, I mean, for for me is James and I fish this spot probably three or four times a year, if not more, every year since we went on this trip, Mm -hmm. and that this trip was where we first discovered. Basically, there's, I mean, and and it seems consistent. There's certain zones in that river that just hold muskie every time, and if. It never changes. Like, it's so funny. You know, normally they're like, oh, you won't be able to catch him this time of year. And we're like,
2: sure we will. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You go, you go there.
0: <laughs> we'll go the here. The idea <laughs> of this trip, too, is, I mean, <clears throat> we had learned on the first trip we had done when we actually did run the river was that basically at the top and bottom of every rapid, mm-hmm. you would get at least one fish. Mm-hmm. At least one. Good size muskie. Yeah. And then the rest in between that, we didn't see much. It was always when you got, you know, there were bass, mm-hmm. but the muskie were always at the top and bottom of every rapid. Yeah. And that, like I said, that was such an epic trip that first time. And and again, why we wanted to do it again, but the lake itself, now I've been to the lake. We went to, I think the last year we've shot, um, the last full year we shot, we went to a couple different lakes around there and, <laughs> you know just that lake just produces whether it's i mean i i did really well on bass and and we got musky and you know again in that river where there were catfish and all that yep. it's, it's just a phenomenal phenomenal area
1: so funny story we talk about how well this lake produces i did not catch my first musky until was it last year james or the year before it was our first trip last year yeah so no, it, it, anyways the funny part about it is, is i've been behind the camera so i have a bit of an excuse um but we fished that sp- the, the, those lakes like probably eight times since mm-hmm. this trip and i had yet to catch a muskie. and finally got that monkey off my back whatever it was a year or two ago and then since then it's just been super consistent in that spot mm-hmm. but it was just so funny because we would take other people there like oh don't worry, you've never caught a muskie. Come with us. We'll take you to the spot. And then, little, little, <coughs> no, I didn't like to advertise, like, except for me. I've never caught a muskie.
2: <laughs> Actually, that's well, not true. You're not the only one. Jameson. Jameson is. Redding. Was, say, was it Jameson skunked on, on the lake as well? Yep. 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 It's Jameson Redding, R E D D I N G. <laughs> if you're looking for him on uh, Facebook and you want to crap talk him, uh,
1: he's on Facebook. Uh, yep. Blue Sky Boatworks, Jameson Redding. <laughs> Let's watch the show. Yeah. Uh, James Macbeth on the Petawawa River. Handsome. Deep in the handsome. In
2: Canada's Algonquin Park.
1: Just before you sign my paychecks,
2: James, you couldn't tell me how to refer to you. Bogging the water with all sorts of goodies And see all the, Look at that Twitch technique. technique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <have> like like <laughs> <So, laughs> Musky. I've never watched pretty myself much all my before, life. I uh have Your technique's better now. I really never went out and targeted them. Um, Then I started uh, fishing for walleye with a bunch of friends when I was younger, and I kept catching pike, and they would, you know, throw the pike back and go, ah, stupid slough sharks, you know, we're looking for walleye, and I just all of a sudden liked the big toothy fight that I got from a pike, and from there, um, I kind of graduated slowly through a bunch of friends to fishing for muskie, and... The end of the day, muskie is probably the the greatest freshwater fight that you'll ever have, you know, way better than I think bass and way better than trout and way better than salmon and way better than all those other fish that fight. Um, But I think the best part of muskie fishing is at the end of the season, you open up your tackle box and you look inside and every lure. And hook and leader that you've got in there that you use all season has just been oh, gnarred to death. Skull, That's applying, of course, you actually catch a lot of muskie <laughs> well, I
3: don't do like muskie <clears throat> fishing. Uh, my uh, go to fish is bass. And it was different uh the the presentation the different types of lures of course are much bulkier uh, lures and you can carry less unless you're carrying more of course
1: it's it's funny now we now we know that we catch Uh, more musky on bass lures there uh,
2: (laughs) yeah that's very true the Uh, big you know what the big uh uh, uh, aha moment this year with jimmy when it comes Real to you know how exactly I'm using the swimmer, the swim baits so at the top, the for the most part, heavy lures. I started using a craw daddy jig, a nice heavy jig, a bass back jig, back. jig with a big Crawdaddy Taking tail on it, dropping it deep over the drop offs. the here once, yep. But it takes yeah.
1: planning, preparation, hmm.
2: and the right equipment. Yeah. This
1: week, Jim has some tips to help you out on your first kayak camping <clears> trip. <throat> In the kayak fishing, tip so this is our, our favorite camp spot. spot. Um, it's
2: yak-attack. right around the corner from the put in, which is really funny because we paddled across the entire vessels. lake to get back to this one.
0: Packing up for a multi day trip can sometimes be a little bit daunting.
1: Look at, we... I'd like to talk about his hair in this particular shot. had
0: <laughs> a bit of hair that's yeah. uh, that's, that's pre
1: of, uh... the when you had the bob going on, that's th- at the
2: beginning of your first foray into. Have oh, you ever like... ponytailed that stuff? You
0: I, I have had it long enough to ponytail. Yes. All right. Me too. My, have, wife, my wife likes it. Yeah. It's getting a little <laughs> long now for me. Now. <laughs> yeah. so, um. Yeah. I was going to say something. I don't remember what it was. Now, uh, we uh, we camped, and, and of course I, I camp all the time. Just the expert here to be giving camping tips.
1: Well, in fairness,
0: I told you what to say, and we, <laughs> well, here's
1: here's the cool thing about Can- Algonquin Park. Anybody I told you what know? to say, <laughs> but there's the reason why that show was successful for ten seasons. <laughs> Q-
2: he has Will Walk drives around with these huge cue Q- cards. All right, oh, Jim, Jim, I'm going to tell you how
1: to catch a uh, marlin again. First. <laughs>
0: If we keep interrupting this thing we are never going to make it through it's the whole be a four hour. hour. All right. <laughs> <is> <clears throat> so in this week's kayak fishing tip, we're going to talk about some ways to make your packing a little bit easier. This is a great First tip. And foremost, you're going to want to have a variety of size of SeaLine dry bags. Yeah, there, there's nothing worse than um, opening up your kayak and finding out that all your gear is wet because you put it in a garbage bag or something like that. So get some good, like those guys, dry bags <laughs> to keep your gear yeah. dry and safe. Because I tell you what, it's going to be a cold night. And putting on a dry sweater is really nice. One of the things you always have to think about, of course, when you're going to do this multi-day trip is food. You know, you're going to need beer and wine. Can I can tell you the right. last experience. Was, that was this the trip that we had, you had dehydrated that you were hydrated food? <laughs> food in it, and you have just thrown it all in there? Very well. Um, he he know, bitches about it every time, know. but he <laughs> was the first to <laughs> dig in and eat it. One thing that uh, the guys did that I made homemade is, spaghetti sauce and you know, dehydrated kind of it myself. And he's like, Dehydrated lunch, snack. Dinner, I don't think it's legal in Canada
2: to dehydrate food anymore. <laughs> and you
1: stack it up. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Not every night couldn't needle. be uh, bacon so and a eggs and easy steak, James. This coming from the same guy that last time we went on a camping trip. What did you serve? SpaghettiOS. Planning
0: out your meal. Camp food. What? But it pays off when you get on location. Of course, at the end of a long day of paddling, there's nothing like having a cold beer. And having something like the Clean Canteen Growler that you can store a few cold beers in makes the end of each paddling day just that much more pleasurable. That's just a few things. Oh, we got beer from
2: Whitewater Brewery brewery that trip, didn't we? Mm -hmm. we That was really good. we did actually run out of beer the first night, I think, didn't we? Okay, well, let's
0: give the the, the real – okay, actually, uh, if people paid attention, the, the tip on stacking your food by the day was really good. The other number one tip for a multi-day trip is – Wine in the box. Boxed, wine you, boxed baby. The wine. you take it out of the box. You have the bag, and you just slide the bag. You can rat hole it anywhere you want in your kayak. And you do a red wine. So I mean, it's just there's your number one kayak. I think kayak we got
1: I think on that last me.
0: I think on that trip,
1: did we not? I think we got seven boxes of wine. I think that's what we we maxed out on. We're like, I think seven. <laughs> Seven will, and that's like four liters of of seven for three. They're like two liters
2: each, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So we're yeah. Oh, in Canada,
2: that's hydration. We don't do water. So, well, we had a river. Yeah, you get water from the river. We, in fact, you get so hydrated, you need alcohol to take. The water out
0: of your system uh, yeah. let's watch the yeah.
1: kayak fishing show is brought to you in part by hook one everything you need to get out there and hook one learn more at kayakfishinggear.com california for more than 40 years this week jim Salmons and friends are on a remote camping and camp friends lake travers <laughs> sammons and friends pressure
2: You need to Besides, do an episode where everybody's in costume.
0: Like Seeing the giant moose, I mean, absolutely incredible. But of course, we're here to fish. There's a moose. We're here to catch muskies. Now they call the muskie <clears throat> fish a 10 bazillion casts. Um, so, this is a pretty good fishery. When you come out of a trip and you've landed, you know, a dozen fish, that's pretty incredible for muskie fishing. Um, I had some really unusual ones. I had one that I mean, I literally thought I was stuck on a rock. It, it just didn't move until I got up alongside of it, and then it went flying out of the water. Musky, are always exciting. A nice little beautiful color. I love the colors on these musky. You just get this golden.
2: Musky's like, stop holding me upside down. Why you twist? Don't kiss me.
3: Definitely musky smell. Mm on sunny days, you know, calm days, gorgeous days like we've had, uh, had a variety uh, of weather during too. This trip, oh. and, uh from like look, there's two T-shirt in weather. Short. Yeah, he's insurance like, and
2: then oh yeah, then, you
3: know, uh heavy. That was than, when
2: he uh, thought he had his first muskie. I remember that. He, oh, I got a muskie and it was a catfish, which is really weird on like hard plastic.
3: Like had to adjust that uh, oh. that uh, weather type. that 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 weather so we did it was just um shrink our, our, our lures, make them uh, use little smaller lures, slow down our presentation. And that's actually what got us the, 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 the hits at the end of the day. Um, I
0: had one fish that was so funny. I mean, I had it right there. It's right next to the boat. And you kind of know it's funny the, the, the way muskie are, at least my limited experience with them.
2: Yeah, this camera they is can- terrible.
0: Hard. <laughs> that,
1: you know, it's, you know, it's like you're having a film with a with a steel camera. With a
2: DSLR
1: or something. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it and some it of the shots are right gorgeous because right of, of the mist and stuff.
0: There, hmm. It was a joy for me being able to fight these fish standing up. It was so much fun. But I'm standing there and all of a sudden this fish just launches, lands on the deck of my kayak, bounces across it a couple of times, and then releases himself. I mean, I will always remember that catch because it was just always. so funny.
1: Always. Do you remember so it still? It was too, one of your I typical
2: do. musky days. Uh, at least it started out one of your typical musky days. Uh, a couple follows. I think we had a fish on in the morning, and then radio silence. Uh, uh, then we got to a really cool bay, um, and we started started throwing in amongst these weed patterns right in the middle uh right outside of the shoreline uh we were fishing i didn't realize i started water. so much and then all yep, of a sudden we yep, got yep, yep. uh, we got a, a muskie on um and then right after that a big you know Quiet, ground, you. Ground ground bass. Well, i think the difficulty with this trip when it comes to dealing with gear and packing your boat is musky. <laughs> you know <laughs> if we were fly fishing for trout You've got a pick apart fly rod and the reel and a little box, but yay big. Uh, but because we're fishing for muskie and muskie are a fish of a 10,000 casts, you got to keep casting different things and try different things. You got to bring your whole arsenal. And that's <laughs> <a> huge.
1: <laughs> <tackle>. <laughs> now, now you literally bring one lure.
2: I, I do. <laughs> two now, so two. I got a second one now. But
1: you literally bring a bag with like.
2: <laughs> it's not a bag, a it's a box. It's a that's box full
1: of box. two different lures.
2: Yes. And they get, and they're soft plastic, and they get, like,
0: eh. We had a variety of Jackson and kayaks. Kayaks, uh, probably our workhorse of the trip was the Big Tuna. That's what carried all of our gear. The nice thing about it. That thing does carry a ton. So it has I, s- I love that boat. It's it's my pickup truck, man. Oh, that's right.
2: Is that the one you still have? You, you still do? have
3: that one. Uh, I still have it. Whenever
1: I go camping with the with the wife and, and her sister and, and all those people, we can get like take five people and they don't have to tip bring anything. to just load it
2: all on that
0: boat. Look at that guy fly
2: fishing. The Kusa is a pretty good book for the pack.
0: Right. Right back that you're yeah. I think we should back. do
2: the, the late season pep again kayak, this year. For returns. sure. We the last
1: day on Lake Traverse comes to a close with a bang, and the guys lock in the uh, pattern, finally find the big muskie that was a the kayak fishing show is brought to you in part by InReach explorer the only true so only
2: the last couple of years have i've seen navigation. more and more of the larger muskie in the upper lake we've been getting a lot of 25 to 30 inch muskie, and but the last three trips i'd say i've gotten we've gotten muskie over 45 inches um so i think there's something changing or maybe it was both times were midsummer, so I'm not sure if it's the season, but uh, we're getting some big fish in there now.
1: Could be season. Could I mean it could just be that the, the people are catching, releasing more. Maybe they've gotten those those little ones have gotten a little bit bigger.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Was was this the trip where we tried to set up camp and the people had left like catfish mm-hmm. yeah. carcasses in the yeah. campsite?
1: So so I figured out what that was. So the this, this, what happened was Jim and I and, and James went to go set up camp with Roberto and the one of the best campsites. It's right down near the mouth of the of the river. Beautiful beautiful campsite. It's big wide open campsite, and uh, we had scored it. And usually you can't score that campsite. Usually there's always somebody there. People literally like will stay there for weeks in the summer, and we got it. And I was like, oh, this is the best campsite. And as we're about to set up, I see piled up in the camp kitchen, just a pile of carcasses of catfish. And they're just rotten yeah,
3: yeah. in a couple so, of days.
1: <laughs> so we threw them in the lake and we were pissed off and we obviously <clears> couldn't <throat> stay there because the, because the smell was going to be there room. and the bears would still be coming in. So it wasn't until about a year later, I was camping with my wife and we got the Island campsite, which is really, it's one of for two people, it's the best campsite on the lake. It's this gorgeous little Island. And, I call it Black Fly Island. That's where the black flies were. But what's crazy, what I didn't what I didn't realize is the prime campsite, the one that's like big, open, usually has enough room for a whole huge group of people, is right next to that one. So that's when my wife goes, "Man, I wish there was some way because we, we had a bunch of college kids move in next door to us and they were loud and partying all night. And I was like, I wish there had been a way to stop them from coming to that campsite. And I'm like,
2: ah. Uh, Oh, catfish dead catfish
1: there, <laughs> there oh, yeah.
2: that's so smart
1: so i'm pretty and i remember when we were there like there was a couple in the mm-hmm. place where they were probably
2: sitting there going hey,
3: hey, hey, wait till they see the catfish
0: <laughs> well yeah and, and of course having them there i mean we had to ha- take into consideration that that not beside the stink and everything else just that would bring in
2: bears yeah exactly right?
0: know we heard
2: we heard bears that night remember we we went across to the peninsula after it and the beach which was a great campsite yeah um they're all pretty good there and we heard something going through the woods there in the middle of the night
1: well that and that's the thing about this area of algonquin park is that the campsites are all gorgeous you're never going to get a really terrible campsite Uh and the it's the nicest bathrooms you'll ever use Oh yeah, Dunny with a view. They're always this night. Like, <laughs> oh, this is another beautiful view. Oh. <laughs> um, it,
0: it, and they limit that, right. They limit the number of people who can go down the river. Yep. So you 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 know you're always going to get a spot. Yep. And you know
1: generally, you've got most of it yeah. to yourself because people are moving down river and there can only be so many people. So if we're if you're staying up at the top and you're just camping there for a few days, people don't usually stay. They usually Come in. They'll stay for the night and move out. So, yeah,
0: it's a yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's it's
2: staging. It's a staging area for a multi-day canoe trip. So you'll see canoe after canoe going through some days. But we've we've always gone on the weekdays, and you don't see anybody there. Yeah. Friday night, you'll get maybe a 40 percent occupancy thing.
0: But uh, if you go on the weekdays like we do, it's yeah. Like, yeah I, I remember so. that you'd see a lot of people come by on on like you said on those multi-day canoe trips. Yep. And I, I think, what, what is it? Uh, it's like a three-day canoe trip. And the first time we did it, we took seven days to do seven it. Seven days, yeah.
1: Because fishing just takes so much. If you're literally just going from place to place,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, Just stopping for a
2: fishing thing. Why would they do that?
1: <laughs> Eventually, by like day five, we had to start cracking the whip on you guys because – It was like, okay, if you guys like we don't actually move to the next spot, we're not getting out for another 10 days.
0: Right. And I I think, um, as I recall, I I had a plane to catch like right away. So we had to stay on schedule. And that's again, that's why we had to abort the river run on this one. It's just because we didn't know how long it would take us if we had to portage everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dave Massengill, I have yet to get my first muskie, but my biggest pike was 35 inches last summer. And my 14-year-old son got a 36. Nice. Yeah. Right. This, this yeah. is Michigan, so you're
2: you're yeah. in musky territory. Those are solid.
1: Jim, yeah, here, what, what was your biggest in uh, – because the biggest we caught were in Wollaston. Do you remember um, what your biggest was? pretty uh, sure mine was a 39 or something they, like that. They were
0: big. 41, 42. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um and we've got Carp Fishing, uh, El Desperado uh, del Pescador, saying nice. hello from Spain. Your Spanish, Spanish. Spanish is oh. flawless. James, fun.
1: What's, your, what's your biggest muskie right now? You're at, what, 50-something? 50? Uh,
2: 54 nice. two years ago, yeah, three years ago. That's, my, son, that's my son's first muskie was 40, 45 and a half nice. on
0: Traverse, which is –
1: it's all downhill control. from there. I um, love catching.
0: I hate dealing with them. I'm not going to lie. I hate dealing with them because I'm always paranoid. I'm going to get get my hands cut up.
2: Honestly, honestly, uh, um, at first it was it was intimidating because everybody talks about dealing with them. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first went, you know caught my first muskie and you know I had people around me going, "Hey, you got to watch out for this, this, this." The the big problem is the treble hooks. And right. I, I got to a point maybe four years ago, five years ago, where now I refuse to fish with treble hooks. So I don't use the big lures. I use swim baits with single hooks, uh, jigs, and a few other things that I can make a lot of noise yeah, with.
0: Yeah, having that single fixed hook like with on a lead head yep. it, it is just so much nicer to deal with than having two giant treble hooks swinging around. Well, that's, uh, that's all the all three others. Right? Jamie still getting one buried. Yeah. I just heads. I just lip um, them. I just lip right? them.
1: Hold them. Kevlar. Oh, Kevlar. Thing. Uh, Kevlar let's have hands of steel, baby. Uh, that's okay. hey. the
0: fish of 10 let's watch the cows. show. I mean, show. A lot of cast. Oh. Really nice to have a rod and reel combination. Oh, let's get this because we don't get the most out you know, of you. That, that guy talks a lot. It's
1: like he's trying to host a show or something. Right. Oh. Jim froze
0: and reel to lure. Okay, I'm back to, to increase your cast ability. I don't know what happened I was there. using an all pro <laughs> rod, one of their swim bait rods, which is really nice for throwing those little bit heavier lures and getting the best cast ability. Uh, the reel I had on there was a Abu Garcia low profile reel. Um, this thing cast so nice when loaded uh, up with it doesn't, doesn't cast like a zebco eh Willie? no
1: it doesn't, doesn't cast like a zebco
0: oh the up. angle years that's the gear i was using this week on lake travers you can and, see all uh, these great apr rods sabiel magic swimmers mm-hmm. oh yeah it's the last day oh that's on lake right hey.
1: and after five solid days of hardship and paddling oh, the, the classic jk camp chair a few smaller musky in these waters today the team gets up early and packs their gear one last chance to put in long hours and hope for big fish. It doesn't feel like this was that many years ago, but like so much has changed on the boat since then. Yeah, what did I say? This was
2: 2014. That, so, so a really good musky day is seeing a musky. Uh, uh, a very good, like an awesome musky day, is having a musky blow up on your line, and the greatest musky day ever is actually catching musky. So that after, the afternoon, you know, to pull in two musky, I don't, I don't uh, say uh, that anymore. Bass. So. <laughs> actually, I think we got three muskie um, and a bass. Is like a pretty four muskie and a bass. Sorry, <laughs> it was a pretty awesome day.
3: That's a good smallie. I switched over
0: Mm -hmm. to this small Seville Swingtail Minnow and um, just casting along the bank here and I thought I caught a rock because it just kind of stopped. And then, you know, I don't have my Maui gyms on right now, so I couldn't see down through the water that well. I look over (laughs) and I kind of saw my lure stuck in the end of a stick. Well, then the stick started to swim away. (laughs) Uh, so finally got some action. Just I mean that was like my third cast on the smaller lure, so maybe that's the ticket here today. Just to that uh, actually has become
1: the secret to that whole lake. Is
0: yeah, they must feed on just they, they must just feed on trip. smaller fish. I got there. My biggest muskie of the hmm. trip. Got James to help me land it because a I'm not that with a bigger muskie i'm not that used to it and i'm certainly i'm not used to landing fish from the higher seated position that really is a problem uh, for me uh, is landing rig, fish when so i'm sitting up high I physically mm-hmm. couldn't reach down and mm-hmm. grab the fish so that was a little bit it it working my flexibility. Flexibility. <laughs> <sure> time <laughs> on the boat i'd get used to it. but it, it is tougher a little bit awkward and well, if you're not netting your it, you got a hanging out of hand mouth, vomit a team, and you're, and you're not used to you know you to got you don't have a lot of you distance between the your hand and a treble hook, arm. right? So James helped me out with that. So. Got some uh, great video and great shots of, of my biggest muskie. And we had matching uh, jackets on, which overall, was kind of fun. You know, I we thought. salvaged what was turning into kind yeah, of a kind of wreck of a trip when we couldn't go down the rapids and we lost some gear and. Will got hurt, and just just some things were going bad. I, and Will we got hurt. Everybody kept a positive attitude on the trip. It was ah. So good, you know, nobody got down <laughs> except for maybe for five minutes. You know, there was a. That's a nice one, Jimmy. We go go. But once we decided that we were going to go back up, everybody pitched in. We schlepped all that gear up, and just had a wonderful trip in one of the most beautiful places you could ever go.
2: I think that was my first time there, wasn't it? Yep. That was my first time, and then you wrote uh, an article. <laughs> I wrote an article, and then it became everybody's first time. Well, you know what? It's so like you kind of hinted to. It's so far away. Is there's so much, so many, so much good water around there, from the Ottawa River to there's a bunch of lakes uh, up along to Deep River and all along the Trans Canada up there that have musky in them. People don't go to Traverse. Actually, a lot of the boaters we see in, uh, on this. I'm four, uh, are there for walleye? Uh, Roberto
0: was. I find that's
1: one changing. One. I've noticed a lot more musky guys in the last couple, like in the last year. Last year, all the guys that we saw in tinnies were big, big rods. <laughs> the
2: guy posting about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> De- um,
0: have you guys tried um, Purdy Lake again?
1: No. 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 Yeah, that was such
0: a cool looking lake. Yep, yeah. it was amazing, unbelievably so that we didn't get any fish. Um, remember, I mean, I just remember paddling around that thing. I don't know if it was just the wrong time of year, or we just didn't have the right stuff. I we just had no. That was a completely the
1: the problem with doing any exploratory mission like that. And you and I have talked about this a million times, Jim. When it talks to book, when we talked about booking the show. When you go completely exploratory we had no idea what we were fishing for what to use like we didn't know what was in that um i, I you know if we spent traverse i had gone there that was my fifth or sixth time um, right fishing there so i mean we had a pretty good idea what was in there and what you know what to use um but yeah, I, I bet you if we went to that lake, you know, six or seven times and sort of dissected it and figured out how to fish it, we'd
0: we'd figure it out. There's kind of a and I recall, um, I don't know if it was like right before that or whatever. I mean, there was a rainstorm or it, and really, really cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I was mean, gonna say it got
2: really cold and we're in October, September, October time frame. Uh, there's a lot of strikes there for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh Dave Massingale, James, please yeah, tell but- us again the two lures you like the most. Uh, uh,
2: my number one one for the last two years has been the rage swimmer from uh, it's a I I use the biggest soft plastic hook I could find nice bomber one none of these wimpy little thin ones for worm harnesses Uh, you get a big old um, uh, big old mustad hook and uh, you use their Strike King Rage Tail Swimmers. White has been the most successful pattern for me. And I just do a nice little top water wake and they come up, You know, especially if they're in four to eight feet of water, they'll come up and get it. And then uh, there's a couple of plateaus that we were fishing on that lake that got deeper on the, on the outsides of them. And we found muskie coming up, the bigger ones actually coming up from the outside of those weed beds. So when it goes down, say from four feet to 12 to 20 feet, um, dropping a, just a jig, like a, a, a heavy jig with a little bit of a, um, a rage tail. Uh, I use the rage tail crawdaddies and you drop that down and you just bounce it on the bottom and the, the muskie will come in and just pick it right off the bottom. So that's my two patterns for top water and for, for deep water. Uh, top
1: I, water. I am all about the horny toad
2: the horny toads are good too yeah when
1: especially when when you go and the water level is really low so all of the weed beds are really exposed the musky will get really deep into the into the weeds and you cast the horny toad as far out as you possibly can into the weed bed without snagging on stuff and rip it back towards you you won't catch as many <laughs> but <laughs> most of the time you don't care because you just get those get crazy oh.
0: yeah so many great blow-ups uh, yeah, definitely there was very very weedy there. We definitely mm-hmm. had to fish weedless. But uh, they were they were in honestly 4 inches of water.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Some yeah. of them were some of the bigger ones actually with the big wakes that we missed, you know, yeah. the, the next trip when I had I had that one big on that I couldn't didn't hook set it properly. It was pushing 40 45 that inches. That was a big fish. I
0: remember because we yeah. we actually had some footage of
2: it jumping.
0: Yeah. But yeah. it was in 4 inches of water. Yeah.
2: No more than 4 inches of water. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's where that's where we've had the most topwater water successes. In like, you're like, there's no way there'll be a fish in there, and that's where the big like, they'll they'll be big ones, and they just smash a lure, and you laugh your ass off, and it's the greatest moment
0: of your life. Yeah, uh, no, I mean the blow ups are are worth it, even if you miss them, guys. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing the memories of that trip. That was uh, a go. lot of fun. I really appreciate it. And um, come on and back trip. up. I know we'll have. Uh, I know I'll have you guys both on again because James, you've been on the show one or two times, and will yeah. you will you only shot ten years of it? So I
1: really like the narrator that you had on this one. You should bring that He's guy really back. It yeah. really good. Like that really took the show from like here to here. Uh, whoever from, was whoever was
2: whoever here was, to here. here. Whoever was doing the camera work sucked, but yeah, it was awesome. So he
1: should get a
0: better camera. He got some awesome underwater underwater footage
1: for 30 milliseconds. (laughs) Gentlemen, you're out.
0: Good night, guys. Bye. Well, thank you everybody for well, why are you back in? (laughs) (laughs) I said, get out. Well, thanks everybody for joining us and watching this episode. On this Thursday, I got a very special guest. We will be watching another episode from season one, and we're going to be joined by our buddy Kayak Kevin Whitley, and we're going to be sharing stories with him, uh, talking about that freezing cold trip we had to Chesapeake Bay and all the fish we didn't catch. Uh, it was, but it was uh, one of the most amazing trips and, and a great cruise. So thanks again for all joining us. I hope you will see you on Thursday. If you are going out on the water, please remember to wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Take care.